Are you seeking fulfillment for your life? Do you want freedom from fear? That's why we're here. Welcome to Jesus 101, introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot with Mike Tucker. I'm Mike Tucker. And I'm Elizabeth Talbot. So you went to Egypt and you had the experience of entering into a mosque. Tell me about that. What happened? Yes, it was in Cairo. I actually just came back uh, two days ago from Cairo mm-hmm. and I'm still jet lagged here. And uh, we... May I say that you jet lagged is still faster than most people? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mike. Thank you for that. <laughs> You know, uh, they asked me to take my shoes off to get into the mosque, Mm -hmm. which was already a very interesting experience. And then we all sat together inside the mosque, and the guide that we had with us explained to us the five pillars of um, Islam. Mm -hmm. And he explained to us uh, the five prayers a day. And, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, we actually have a lot in common with Muslims. And we have Abraham as our father, Mm -hmm. uh, common father. And it's a monotheistic uh, religion, just as uh, Jews and Christians. And then one of their pillars that they have is Ramadan. You know, Ramadan is a fasting holiday that they have, usually for 30 days. And he explained to us, and he was so excited as he was talking about this fasting feast, this, he said, you know, we fast completely, even water, from sunrise to sunset. Hmm. And he says, for 30 days. And you will think, he said, that we are going to lose weight. Right. Yeah. He says, but we don't because we eat so much from sunset to sunrise. You know, it's, it's All a, night long. <laughs> yes. He says, it's a big uh, gathering of the family, et cetera, et cetera. And, mm-hmm. and then I was curious, why do they do the fasting? Mm-hmm. And he said there were two main reasons for the fasting. One was... Uh, because they believed that if they denied themselves certain things that they like, they would be better people because hmm. they, w- they would learn to deny themselves mm-hmm. things and, and in some ways subdue their passions. Right. The second thing was that they wanted to feel the pain of those that are hungry around the world because the fourth pillar is to help the poor. I Muslims see. are really big in, in, uh, in helping the poor. And I started to think um, about... Christian fasting. Right. You know, uh, Jews and Christians alike have all practiced this ancient tradition of fasting. And uh, I think that some of the Muslim traditions and purposes for that are, are good purposes and that we can share. But I think that ultimately, Christians in particular have a different reason for fasting. Yes. And, you know, uh, growing up, I've seen uh, really bad reasons for fasting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember people uh, languishing, <laughs> you know, having these somber faces. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, I can't eat because I'm fasting. And being a little girl, I would say, why do these people torture themselves this mm-hmm. way? I mean, if they're hungry, why don't they eat? And it was hard for me to understand fasting when yeah. I was a little kid. Well, not only are they torturing themselves, but they announce it and they want everyone else to know that they're torturing themselves as though they're earning some sort of spiritual benefit from that. Yes. And as a matter of fact, Jesus sometimes condemned people that did this. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I can remember Luke 18 with a tax collector who said, mm-hmm. hey, I'm so good, I don't commit adultery, I, I fast twice a week. Right. So Jesus seems to think that there has to be a reason for mm-hmm. fasting that is not simply a tradition or a format no. or a form or some kind. Yeah, fasting is an ancient uh, spiritual discipline and it has the purpose of seeking the face of God. It has the purpose of drawing us closer to Him and being more in tune with Him. One of the things that I think fasting does for us is it brings us to the point where we realize that we are to crave God 
just as much as we crave food when we are hungry. So we we take time to just concentrate on God mm-hmm. and not uh, on being with our stomachs heavy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. But out of this dialogue of fasting comes a very interesting truth uh, in the Gospel of Mark today. So we're going to start reading for you chapter 2 starting on verse 18, when a very interesting group of people approaches uh, Jesus, it's one of the only times that we see John's disciples uh, and the Pharisees together in one group mm-hmm. uh, talking to Jesus' disciples. Right. You know. Verse 18, And John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, and they came and said to him, Why do John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, while the bridegroom is with them, the attendants of the bridegroom do not fast, do they? So long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. But the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast in that day. So here what he's saying is that I'm already with them. Why would they fast to seek me if I'm already here? Mm -hmm. Uh, But there will be a time where I'm going to be taken away from them and they will fast seeking me. The purpose for spiritual disciplines, and these are referred to as spiritual habits or spiritual practices, basically is to seek the face of God, to know Him, to experience Him more fully. But, you know, Jesus was right there with them. They didn't have to fast in order to gain His presence, to to gain a sense of His his being there because He was with them Mm 24-7. And so, He said, they don't have to fast now, but when I'm gone… All right, that that can be an effective tool for seeking me and knowing me then. But right now, here I am. Why would they fast? You know, Mike, I have to confess something. Um, spiritual disciplines is a topic that brings sadness to me because mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of people in our churches um, doing the discipline as an end in itself. Right. And I've seen such terrible things because of that. You know, I, I even heard terrible sermons about mm-hmm. it. It's like, you need to pray. Well, they... Pray about what or to whom is almost irrelevant. Yeah, it doesn't just, matter. Just pray. Or, or for example, uh, study the Bible or have faith. Sometimes mm-hmm. you leave a sermon saying, okay, I have to have faith. I yeah. have to persevere. On what and for whom and in they for don't what tell purpose you. to what end? <laughs> yeah. it, it becomes a means of earning salvation or a means of beating yourself up. So maybe God will accept you, mm-hmm. uh, and that is not the purpose for any of the spiritual disciplines. They are not a measure of your salvation. They are not a measure of your spirituality. They are tools for gaining a deeper experience with yes. Christ. Uh, that one of the ways that I like to describe spiritual disciplines is like straws that you use to drink the living water. Very good, but. If you uh, are not drinking the living water and you're just uh, full of straws, it yeah. really is not not only doing something not good for you, but you are thinking uh, that in some way you need to have a list of, of spiritual disciplines you do to feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's what we call religious addiction, where yeah. people have a preoccupation with rules and regulations. And instead of drinking water, you're sucking air. Yes. <laughs> you're yes. not getting anything which gives life. Indeed, you're, you're filling yourself up with air, nothing more than wind. Mm-hmm. And it is an empty experience. Uh, The disciplines have a purpose, and that is to know Christ. They are not a requirement for salvation. They are not a measurement of your spirituality. They have one purpose, and that is to help you find a better walk with Jesus. Yes, it's a a love affair with Jesus Christ. It's it's how when you uh, love somebody, you want to Mm -hmm. spend time with them, you find ways of knowing them better, etc., etc. Those Mm -hmm. are the spiritual disciplines. I know that you are very much in love with your husband, and you talk about him frequently, (laughs) and and yet there are certain things that you do in order to draw closer to him. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure that's true with me and my wife, that uh, one of the things we do, we have a discipline, and that is we have a weekly date.
date night. Yes. Now, this is not odious to us. <laughs> yes, and the contrary. <laughs> it and is I know a joy. it's true because I have called you during the date without knowing, and you said, I'm in my date right now, so <laughs> I can't talk. <laughs> so I know you're telling the truth. That's right. Now, Jesus exposes the two types of, of formats those that are having a religiosity, a, mm-hmm. a formality, versus those that have spirituality. And this is one of a very beautiful, two very beautiful verses in the New Testament, which is chapter 2 of Mark, verse 21 and 22. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. Otherwise, the patch pulls away from it, the new from the old, and a worse tear results. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins, and the wine is lost in the skins as well. But one puts new wine into fresh wineskins. I love I love these verses because Jesus was the new wine. There were so mm-hmm. many ways in which that was represented even in the Gospel of John when he makes the first miracle. He turns uh, water into wine, and and he he was this new best wine that had been prepared mm-hmm. through the ages. And in so many ways, um, he was saying, "Look, traditions for traditions' sake." Mm-hmm. That's death. Are, it's death. I mean, death. this this is an old wineskin, and when the new wine comes in, it's going to burst it into pieces. Mm-hmm. And I find that some of our churches are full of religiosity, mm-hmm. and they're not vibrant spirituality. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like, well, you can't run, you cl- can't applaud, you can't do this, you can't mm-hmm. do that. And you go into these places, and it's, it's missing it, the love of Christ, the first love, or, or the compassion, or whatever. Genuine you know? love has a sense of spontaneity to it. Absolutely. A, and a genuine sense of joy. Uh, overflowing joy. When my wife and I have our date nights, there is a sense of, of laughter and playfulness and joy between the two of us that we thoroughly enjoy. That is, I think, the sign of a healthy relationship, and your relationship with Jesus will bear those same marks. And if you're just going through the forms with a ceremony or a tradition, then there's no joy in that. It's lifeless. It's dead. So, what we wish for you um, as we discuss this particular spiritual discipline or any other that uh, is discussed in the Gospels is that you come to fall in love with Jesus Christ. That is the key, isn't it? Yeah, that you should seek Him and, and just can't wait for your daily devotional or for your weekly rest with mm-hmm. him or for your fasting times or for whatever it is that you do to get close to him because this is the way that you have appetizers of heaven. Mm-hmm. This is your bridegroom. This is a person you want to be with and that you're absolutely in love with. This is the date with your Savior. And during that date, you make sure that you focus on the relationship and ways of falling in love with him, ways of knowing him better, ways of experiencing him more deeply and more fully. And that's what the disciplines and even the traditions do for us when done for the right purposes. And if you find yourself today uh, full of rules and regulations, almost uh, a terrible type of religion, you know, I know the whole generation left the church because of this. Mm -hmm. You know, this is rules, regulations. And they said, no, we want something more spontaneous. Ask God to give you a taste of this new wine, of this living water, and that will change your life. And that new wine, that living water is love, it is life, it is joy, it is laughter. That kind of a relationship with your Savior. He, he has indeed saved you, He has forgiven you, and there is joy in that experience. Trust Him, know Him, He will love you back. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv. That's Jesus101.tv. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Jesus101Institute and follow us on Twitter at Jesus101Media. Until next time, live free.